Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Female Footy Focus presented to you by Deakin University. It's official. We're into the final month of the home and away season, and there were plenty of surprising results, which we'll discuss from the past weekend, including the Pioneers breaking through for their second consecutive victory and a big victory at that on the road. Baronia stamping their authority on the on Division One as well as Montrose getting a massive victory against the second-placed Waverley Blues in Division 2, all those results. Plus all the others we'll discuss in this edition, as well as look ahead to another big weekend in the Deakin Uni Women's Competition. My name is Josh Ward, and alongside me, he's on AFNL Podcast Presents debut, not just female footy focus debut. He's He's been on a remarkable rise since joining the AFNL media team. You would have heard his voice in a couple of Deakin Uni Women's Match of the Rounds and Eastland Match of the Rounds. And that is Dylan Smith. Dill, it's great to have you on a podcast and on Female Footy Focus too, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate the little uh, little wrap there. That was awesome. And I'm yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited to be alongside you today. And we've got plenty to discuss from all five divisions of the women's competition. So let's get stuck into it. Of course, we'll kick things off with Premier Division. It was SBL Wolves Black that had the bye. Three other games taking place. And the first one we'll touch on Vermont Purple going down to the White Horse Pioneers. Pioneers 4-5-29 to Vermont 3 Eight twenty-six, a massive result out there at Vermont Recreation Reserve, kicking the one goal in the final quarter and restricting Vermont to just one behind to get the job done. The Pioneers, all single goal kickers on both sides. Bianca Clark, best on ground for Vermont. She's put together a great season. Ebony Rowe, best on for Whitehorse. But Dill, they haven't defeated a Premier side from 2022 this year. Their, their previous two wins had come against Donval. This is... It's such a breakthrough now for, for Whitehorse and puts them right in the finals conversation. Yeah, mate, we we spoke about this when we did the match of the round between the Pioneers and Donvale. And we spoke about how if the, the winner of that game, could that sort of ignite their season? And I think that really has for for Whitehorse. This could be the, the win that sort of, you know, really ignites their season, gets it going. And if I were... Mount Evelyn and the SBL Wolves, I'd see them as both probably like they're a bit sitting ducks now at the moment, aren't they? Mm. In those finals positions, you've got you got Vermont who have played. I think they've got the game in hand. Vermont, they do, they do have a game in hand. Yeah, so yes. they've got the game in hand, so they're well placed to come into that finals race. As are the Ponies now, and I think they've got one of the more exciting lists in the division. Mm. There's plenty of VFLW talent on that list, I'll add, and they could potentially get reinforcements. So. At their best, at their strongest lineup, it's a really it, it's going to be a tough ask for for the sides they face on the road. But um, yeah, it, they could yeah they could they could certainly come in and, and shape that finals race at the very least. But yeah. I wanted to actually just reel something off to you quickly. Like they've had all season long, they've had those consistent performers like Trussler, Hollands, Cowley. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of players there that haven't actually played a lot of games for them. You look at. Kershaw's only played four games and hasn't really fired for them. Tracy's only played the five games. Uh, Sienna Talleridi that we spoke about, only two games, which has mm-hmm. given them eight goals. And also Amanda Tassari, only three games. So they've got a, a hell of a lot of upside there as well. They do. And, you know, Kershaw came back into the lineup last weekend and she'll probably play the rest of the season because of VFLW side, the Southern Saints, they're not playing finals. So... Most likely will be the case she plays there. Amanda Tassari, now the Box Hill Hawks, her VFLW side as well, alongside Monique Trussler. They got eliminated from finals last weekend. So potentially, she's a potential inclusion. And then you'll still get the likes of Monique Trussler and you know Phoebe Joy and Iona Cameron coming back into the lineup. If they play the final couple of games of the season, then, yeah, they're a really decent shout for finals. And you're not wrong. Mount Evelyn and SBR Wolves, they are sitting ducks and will be very wary of the Pioneers. The other two results, top two, stamping their authority on Premier Division, South Croydon, 7-7-49, defeating Donval, 1-2-8. Taylor Black with three goals. Rachel Giddens, best on ground for South Croydon. 
Monica Latino, the only goal kicker for Don Aval, just dominant from the word go. The Bulldogs in a monumental occasion. It was the match before, of course, the the Nidoc game between South Croydon and Nord, which was the, the men's match of the round, which you saw deal. And then Eastern Devils, 6-9-41, kept Mount Evelyn to just one behind scoreless in the first, third and fourth quarters. The Rovers, Cara Henderson and Ellie Butcher with two goals each. Butcher was named best on ground. Indigo Linda, best on ground for Mount Evelyn. But yeah, they're running away with the top two spots, the Devils and the Bulldogs. I think it's a bit hard to see me see any sites toppling them, Dill, given how even the middle of the table is. Yeah, it's such a tight division, but at the same time, you do have um, those two teams sort of running away with it a little bit. And then there's that that pack. You've got SBL Wolves. You've got uh, Whitehorse, you've got Vermont, Mount Evelyn, and sort of any, it's really any of those teams to take those final two positions and then come the end of the season, like they might be able to do some damage. Would, are any of those sides standing out to you as, you know, potentially sides that could knock off South Croydon or the Devils? I mean, SBL Wolves, when they're at their strongest, I think they're a decent chance. Whitehorse, I mean, this weekend will give us a good indicator because they play South Croydon, and if they take it up to them they and make finals, they could potentially cause some damage. But really, early spoiler here: I think I think they can beat South Croydon. Ooh, that's a big call. I, I, it's at Springfield Park. I think I, I think the point. Yeah, it's at home, and I I just think when if they've got all the all the cattle back, they can they can do it. They could definitely topple. South Croydon because they're they're not fallible really they're they're in second position they're playing really well but they're I think they're fallible. Yeah, I think they they can be vulnerable. Vulnerable. It's it is a it is a big call, but it's fair enough. I think yeah, White also are on a bit of a hot streak and they're at homes and will want to prove themselves after the last time when they faced Eastern Devils there a couple of weeks ago they lost by ninety five points. So I think they'll want to prove themselves this time around at home against. The Bulldogs, let's take a quick look at the ladder. East, as I said, Eastern Devils and South Croydon occupy the top two spots. Eastern Devils undefeated. South Croydon, two wins behind. SBL Wolves with the four wins alongside Mount Evelyn, but the Wolves, of course, have had one less game than Mount Evelyn, Vermont, and Whitehorse with three wins each in fifth and sixth. Vermont, one less game than the Pioneers, and Donvale still, unfortunately, winless. But I think... They can definitely pinch a win sometime soon, especially if they're on their A game, Don Val. But the question I pose to you, who do you reckon finishes in those third and fourth spots or in the top four? The top two, you could pretty much almost lock in. The Devils, definitely. They're, they're five games clear with, I think, three or four games left in the season and sh- will most likely finish in that top, in a top four, a top two spot. But who finish in South Croydon? Just look too good to, and should finish second. Who finishes third and fourth though? I so I've got Vermont coming up. They've got the game mm-hmm. in hand, and I think they've got the most favourable draw coming home. So I've got them going up for Mount Evelyn. Realistically, I think the SBL Wolves are probably safe. Yeah. Um, but you look at Vermont too, because Vermont's got that um, superior percentage as well, which really helps their case. But I think that game, that Whitehorse-South Croydon game is like a little, that could be a little mini grand final for Whitehorse. And if they yeah. could pull an upset there, I'd put them as, I'd, I'd put them in the box seat. Yeah, if they do get the job done there, it's, it's a pretty reasonable run home. They don't have to face the top two and they would play the SBL walls. They have the buy and then Mount Evelyn. So it would put them in the box seat. I'm going to go with SBL. Actually, looking, looking at the draw, Josh, Oh, sorry, just to cut you off there. Looking, yeah, it's looking all good. at the draw, it's the the game. Um, all of the teams, it's sort of in their own hands. It is yeah. because they play each they they play each other, so they'll be able to you know control their own destiny. Really, yeah, they will. I'm backing in SBL Wolves and M Vermont as well. I just think superior percentage of game in hand. I just think they sneak in for a finals berth, a second consecutive finals berth as well. Let's take a look 
at first division now out of Tormore Reserve. Baronia Brown, big winners over Park Orchards, 8-7-55 to Park Orchards, 3-8-26. Kept the Sharks to just one goal at half time whilst kicking five themselves. Kicked three goals, one in the second half too, so pretty accurate there. But Park Orchards cut the margin just well classed in that first half. I don't think they had two, they had a slightly weaker lineup that did Park Orchards this weekend. So a really good effort from them. But another question for you this time on Division 1, Boronio looks set to most likely finish in second, given the Basins run home and their record. Now, their biggest, their smallest winning margin came this weekend. They've won all their games by five goals or more. They've obviously lost the two and both were by 10 and 15 points respectively. Even if Baronia finished second, do you think they're the team to beat come final still? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really do. They've got so much momentum behind them. I I think it's really off the back of those pickups that they've got in the offseason, like Rach Quirk, Holly Flanagan, Matilda Burkett. I think a couple of those came from yeah. Vermont along with the coach, if I'm not mistaken. Like they were they've been huge, especially Rachel Quirk in the Ruck. Been massive for them, and and you look at their season trajectory. They, I think they dropped the game to um, the basin and also Park Orchards. I think earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah, they did, and I and, think... and go on, go on, Dil. Sorry, yeah, they, they're coming. Yeah, no, you're right. They're they're coming home with a bit of a storm now. So I think they're. If you're again, if you're the basin, you're probably going to finish on top, but you're going to be concerned come finals time drawing them. Yeah, they. The last time these two met, Baronia won by 47 points out of Ballaram Reserve. And I think last year in Premier B, they won three meetings against them. So the Basin will definitely be very wary. Speaking of the Basin, unfortunately, they didn't have a game last week, Ken, because Churnside Park unfortunately had to forfeit, which you, you don't like to see. And hopefully they get a team up and running this weekend out at home. The other two results... Ringwood just being run over the top by Beaconsfield, 2-4-16 to Beaconsfield, 5-1-31. There's still mathematically a chance for finals, Beaconsfield. It's going to be a big ask. Uh, just single goal kickers for Ringwood. The Zoe Kant, best on ground, just an absolute superstar of this Ringwood lineup. And of Division 1, of course, uh, Division 1 best and fairest last year alongside Madison Blackburn, who kicked two goals alongside Katie Angelis, Luca Pintaudi, best on ground for Beaconsfield. And now North Ringwood have made the race for fourth spot. Very interesting with a big victory over Knox. 7-8-50, the Saints defeating Knox. 4-1-25. These two will be battling it out for, for fourth spot. I, I had a feeling they would be at the at the start of the season, just given the, the talent on show. And given when Scott Hardy and I saw them earlier in the season, it went right down to the Y and Knox got over the top there of two points. But given Knox's run home, it's a very tough run home. They've got Baronia this coming weekend, Parkour, Beaconsfield and Parkour, which it's all three games are at home. And then they face the Basin away from home out there at Batheram. Beacons, North Ringwood, they face Beaconsfield. Ringwood at home, the Basin at home, and then Park Orchards away from home. Is the Saints in the box seat now to potentially take fourth spot, given their win against Knox was much bigger than Knox's win against North Ringwood? I think so. Again, it's it's a bit of a similar situation to the Basin Baronia, where you've got mm. Knox, Knox have that position, but they're looking over their shoulder. They've just been beaten by them by you know, quite comfortably as well in that matchup. So if, again, if you're Knox, you're looking over your shoulder and you kind of, the second half of the season, it changes your mentality. You're, you're playing scared yeah. a little bit because um, you're the hunted, I guess, all of a sudden. So, and do you, do you have their North Ringwoods draw? We can, so Knox have got a difficult one. They've got Baronia, yeah. Beaconsfield, Park Orchards in the base. And who did North Ringwood have? So they've got Beaconsfield this weekend away from home, Ringwood and the Basin at home, and then Park Orchards away. So they've got a tough final fortnight, North Ringwood, mm. but a slightly easier next fortnight. Yeah, it, that's what it's going to come down to, isn't it? They can't afford to drop one of those um, those games against Beaconsfield and Ringwood. 
Um, and then it's can you pinch one against probably Park Orchards? Yeah, they, this is the one that can can you? They're beatable. They are. They are. But I still think Park Orchards are a, a class of, a, above. But the Basin will be very hard to beat. But yeah, they can't slip up against against Ringwood or Beaconsfield. If they do, then they'll have to rely on. Well, Knox going Knox going down like in Knox going down to Beaconsfield, and then you know having to defeat or either potentially defeating the Basin or Park Orchards. So yeah, I think I do think North Ringwood, just based on trends this season, will most likely finish in fourth. Let's have a look at the Division yeah. One ladder: the Basin, Boronia, and Park Orchards on eight wins. Of course, the Basin. Get the four points due to Turnside Park's forfeit. So there's still a game clear on top. Knocks him fourth with six wins. Only a game ahead of North Ringwood now, though, who sit on five wins. Beaconsfield, two wins behind with three. It's still mathematically a chance, but it's going to be a really big ask if they are to make finals. Ringwood in seventh with just the one win in Turnside Park. Yet to win a game, Dill. So let's have a look at that ladder. Like basically, mate, on your predictions, where does it lie at the end of the season? What's it? What's it going to be? One through to four. I think the Basin will probably finish on top because they got a decent run home. Baronia second, Park Orchards third, and I'm gonna tip Knox to uh, not Knox North Ringwood to tip fourth. I just think they'll have a slightly superior percentage than Knox. I, I yeah. think I won't be surprised if only 1% or a couple of percent separates them. I won't be surprised if it's that small, but I just think given the run home, North Ringwood finish in fourth. Let's take a look at second division now. Heathmont against East Ringwood. It was the Roos keeping Heathmont scoreless and kicking 16-13, 109 themselves. Uh, Shout out to Taylor Mount too, a best on ground and six goals for her. Carly Giannetti with three, Tegan Hudson and Haley Thompson with two each, whilst for the Jets, Caitlin White, best on ground and Surrey Park, convincing winners over Croydon North Emlock. They're starting to hit form. The Panthers still 13 16, 94, defeating Croydon North Emlock 1 6. 12 kept them to just three behinds after half time and well they kicked eight goals five themselves emily coming doing great stuff up forward with the four goals b b i have a hard time pronouncing this last name b Gruen with three goals i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong beer Gemma Wright and Paige mckissick with two goals and coming was named best on ground Brittany gretch one goal for Crow North and Mark Jennifer Goldsworthy, best on ground for the Kangarams. East Burwood, a massive come from behind victory against Blackburn, 7 9 51 to 5 9 39 out there at East Burwood Reserve. They were down by three goals, by 23 points at three-quarter time, 38 to 15. They then kicked five goals to just one behind. I think there might have been a bit of a breeze out there at East Burwood that might have played a factor, and East Burwood capitalised on that to get the job done. Cecilia Baldessari, what more can you say about her? Five goals, best on ground. Another terrific week from Herbert and Oriol Millard with two goals there, but they won't be too disheartened Blackburn, but they now drop down to six. East Burwood, still a game and a half clear in fourth. This is a very terrific come from behind victory too against uh, somewhat local rivals. Yeah, that game's really changed the season, hasn't it? If they had, if East Burwood had have gone down in that one against Blackburn, yeah. that really reshapes. We'd be talking about this a lot differently. I think now, Given that win, would you say that East Burr would have, have locked up that fourth spot now? Have they you, done enough? You could argue. That's my, that's the question I'll present to you shortly because they get, the side that's closest to them, Montrose, got the job done too. He's 5-10-40, defeating the Waverly Blues, 1-9-15. It was their girls' day out at Montrose Recreation Reserve. The game kicked off at 2.30 and they celebrated their big day with the, with a pretty dominant victory. 
A couple of good performances there as well. Eleanor Carroll and Jacqueline Healy with two goals each and best on ground was Emma Watson for Waverley Blues. Felicity Nullichen with a goal and best on ground. But Montrose are coming home hard. I think they're probably the East Burwood's biggest threat. But personally, though, just given both their runs homes is pretty similar. Montrose face East Ringwood away from home this weekend. Croy North Emlock at home. Waverley Blues again away from home. And then Heathmont at home. East Burwood have Heathmont at home this weekend. East Ringwood away. Surrey Park at home. And then Croy North Emlock at home. I think, yeah, to answer your question, just given those runs home, they're pretty, they're very similar in fact. Unless Montrose pinch an upset or two, it's hard for me to see East Burwood dropping out. And unless they drop a, a game two that they shouldn't East Burwood, it's hard for me to to see them drop out. What about you? Do you reckon East Burwood's safe yeah. in fourth place? I think it's going to take something pretty special for Montrose yeah. to get that back. And it's, you know, East Burwood, they won the Division Four, oh, sorry, the Division Three flag last year. They're sort of they're quite an established team. Like you said, mm-hmm. they've got Cecilia Baldessar. They've got those stars in the, in the lineup. So I, I can't see them having a, you know, a disaster of a back end of the season and just dropping out of there. And, and given the run home is quite, you know, equivalent. I, I couldn't really see it, but then again, you, you know, you look at Montrose, they probably went down the path of, of going for youth this year, right? They didn't really yeah. bring anyone in from other teams or anything like that. So, and we've seen so often the teams that do that, they do have late kicks in the season. So, you know, it's not out of this world that they would knock off one of one of the big dogs kind of coming home, but it's probably having to jump two wins on East Burwood coming home. I don't think that's really possible. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's possible, but... It definitely isn't out the realm of possibilities. It's it's going to be an interesting one, a run home. And second and third spot is also quite interesting. That second spot, that double chance, could potentially be decided this weekend, and we'll touch on that later. It, Waverley Blues do sit in second. Two games behind East Springwood in first was still unbeaten and with a percentage of 1,418%. Just remarkable. Surrey Park in third, a superior percentage than the Waverley Blues. Blues, but with the seven wins, East Burwood a win behind Surrey with six in fourth. I actually had a quick question for you, Josh, on on the Roos. Yeah, obviously, obviously, what they're doing this season is pretty well unheard of. I don't think I've I've seen anything like that before. Where where would you sit them? So so they're obviously playing in Division Two, and the standard that they're playing is really really high. Yeah, where where would you put them? Say if they were in another division, where would they fit in? I reckon. Because Knox also went up from Division 2 last year. I think they could safely be competing for finals too, just given the talent that is there. I, I think they would de- they're definitely a finals threat if they are to if they if they were playing Division 1 footy, the, the style of play they're playing, it, it would stack up against against the likes of Knox, North Ringwood, and the higher upsides too. I think they'd definitely be competing for finals if it was East Ringwood. Uh in fifth, Montrose, they face them this weekend, East Ringwood, and Montrose have the four wins. Blackburn in sixth, the win behind the Demons. Croy North Amlock in seventh with just one win, and Heathmont still unfortunately winless. Touching on third division, a big win for the Basin, their first win post-grading and in the third division season, 7-5-47, knocking over South Croydon, 5-7-37 in a very early kickoff out there. At Cheong Park, Brenda Lay with three goals, Heidi Sadler with two, best on ground, Julie Ty. And for the Basin, four goals going the way of Ellie Weldon, best on ground, Lily Grace Mile. But it's it's great to see the Basin get up and break through for that first victory, isn't it, Dill? Oh, it's it's massive. I guess the the team that I feel for in that situation a little bit is is Vermont. They've, you know, they've had a pretty tough season as well, and then just to add a bit of bit of misery to it, you get jumped later on in the season. But yeah, no, it's it's awesome for the basin, and um, I guess yeah, for a team like Vermont who are sitting on the bottom, it probably just shows that that that's their third side across all divisions, isn't it for Vermont? So that's this that's their reserve side. So yeah, obviously, it's unfortunate that they struggled, but they're still showing plenty of glimpses, and unfortunately, they. 
were also kept to one behind by the Eastern Devils. Black side, 16-9-105, the Devils kicked. Kelsey Reed with seven goals. Mel Murray with four. Round and Hines with two. And Marissa Salslowitz, best on ground for the Devils. Linda De Vincentis, best on ground for Vermont. Killsyth, 6-5-41, also knocking over SBL Wolves. Teal, one 6 12, no goal kickers and best supplied for SBL Wolves. Uh, Kayla Villarreal with three goals. Haley Heffern and best on ground for Kilsyth. With South Croydon going down as well, Dill, and Kilsyth and Eastern Devils getting the job done. Is that all about lock up the top two and the double chance for Kilsyth and Eastern Devils potentially? I, I can't believe South Croydon dropped that game. So I only watched them a couple of weeks ago knock off the Eastern Devils, and uh, yeah. I was yeah, I was super hot on them after that, and I was I was thinking they could make a late run into that top two, and they've just sort of they've blown it a bit there, haven't they? They have a little bit. It's quite surprising. I think at their best, and the Devils might drop a couple, or Kilsyth might drop a couple. At their best, they can definitely get into the second spot, but. It's hard for me to see them doing that, uh, that they're two games behind now with three games left. Let's have a look at the division for uh, the three ladder. I beg your pardon. Kilsyth and Eastern Devils on six wins each. Kilsyth 100% have a superior percentage of 412 to Eastern Devils, 313. South Croydon in third with four wins. SBL Wolves in fourth with three wins and Basin and Vermont on the one win each into fourth division now. And just before, just before you go there, Josh. Just before yeah. you go to the fourth division, just wanted to get your opinion on on that top two. Obviously, now the Eastern Devils and Kilsyth just losing the one game. That's really starting to shape up as a. I guess uh, they've sort of set themselves apart. Those two teams in in this division. Yeah. Who do you sort of favour there? I favour Kilsyth a little bit more. They they look a a much stronger outfit and in division two they 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 were division two last year and i thought they played finals uh, they they lost a couple of players and their coaches to the to uh waverly blues and obviously that they they, uh, they took the drop down and i just thought they're they're too good a side to be in third or fourth division and i think there's the class there the young talent coming through it's and Eastern Devils have plenty of talent, led by Kelsey Reed and, and Mel Murray. But, yeah, they've got Shay Dale, Kayla Villarreal leading the way down there for Kilsyth. It's it's a much stronger lineup than, than the – a bit of a stronger lineup, in fact, than the Eastern Devils. I'm just slightly favouring them. And now we can get stuck into fourth division out of Tormal Reserve, the 8.50 kickoff out there between Baronia Gold and Moorbach, the Mustangs. Comfortable 52-point winners, 6-17-53 to Baronia Gold, just one behind. So, you know, been accurate kicking there from the Master at Dangs, but there's still a, a terrific performance from them. Best on ground for Baronia. Megan McKernan, three goals, and a best on ground for Lily Peacock for Moore Bark. A Coldstream Reserve now. This is a bit of a surprise because Fair Park... Obviously, we had the week off before for pretty much every side outside of East uh, Whitehorse Pioneers and Donvale, and they came, they came into that bye with plenty of momentum, but got knocked right back by Coldstream. 11-5-71, the Cougars, to Fair Park, just two straight 12. Madison Stark, Abby Brown with three goals each, Casey Bartlett and Sophie Stark with two goals there for Coldstream. Sophie Caldwell. Best on ground, Sarah Bertha Seal and Elizabeth Hall, the only goal kickers for the Lions. Holly Athanasopoulos, again, another hard name to pronounce. Best on ground. They kept them scoreless in the first half, did Coldstream. So a great effort there from the Cougars and really stamping their authority once more on the division. In the match of the round, out of Templeton Reserve, Montana South are still unfortunately winless, but they got really close against Nutter Warning. 2-4-16 to 3-4-22. They led a quarter time and by two points at three-quarter time, but Nutter Warning kept them scoreless and kicked a goal themselves in the final quarter to get the job done by one straight kick. It was all singles 
for both sides, Keely Bristow and Montana McFarlane with one goal each. Caitlin Sharp, best on ground for one turn at South. Fernanda Whiting, Lauren DeMarty, Elise Dowler, Alana Morby with a goal and best on ground for them was Bridie Oakman. The lesson I took out of this, though, for one turn at South, they're due for a win soon, Dill. They look like a side, <laughs> a really good side. They, they look a really good side. I caught a glimpse of it. Of course, Ryan Long and Paul Yukone did a great job calling the action, but I genuinely think they, they're close to a victory, uh, one turn of south. And you know, it'll be hard this weekend, but they're showing plenty of promise in their first season. I, I just, in that first quarter in particular, defensive pressure and then the movement from defense to attack was really strong. But yeah, I, I genuinely think they're close to a win. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I mean, they play such good footy. I, they must yeah. be the best winless side after seven games that yeah. I've ever seen. I just I want to actually read you this so that they haven't lost by more than twenty one points all Jeez. season. Round one, 19 points, round two, two points, round three, 20 points, round four, seven points, round five, 21 points, round six, 15 points, round seven, six points. Conversely, Fair Park, Baronia, Warrandite, Nunawadding, and Coldstream, they've all lost by margins higher than that and much higher. We're talking about <laughs> Baronia losing by 183 points, Warrandite by 84 points, those sorts of margins. And their their highest is 21. So it's it's remarkable that they haven't got a win yet it is quite remarkable i think ryan said at the start of the broadcast they're possibly the most entertaining site winless site so echo- echoing your words there dill or you might be echoing his words it's um it's quite remarkable they're still winless but <laughs> they, they gr- just find a way to they find a way to lose <laughs> unfortunately but Coldstream, Mitchum, and then Baronia Gold, and then another game against Coldstream on the run home. They're a decent shout against pretty much all of those sides, but particularly Baronia Gold. I think they will get. I think they'll get at least one win to end the season. I, I really think they're they're going to not end the season winless, which would be which they they wouldn't deserve. They they're too good of a side to not be winless. But for not awarding, they now move into the top. And we'll touch on that shortly. That battle for fourth place with themselves and Fair Park. The other result wants Ron Dyke going down to Mitchum or one three nine to Mitchum seven five forty seven out there at uh, Warren Dyke Reserve. Just with Georgia Fairbairn with four goals come back into the lineup and has lighted lighted it up since returning. Ruby Jory Wright with two goals. Fairburn was second best on, but Shania Redeen's best on ground for Mitchum. Charlotte Coleman best on ground for Warren Dyke. And Casey Ryan, the only goal kicker there for the Bloods. Let's have a look at the Division 4 ladder quickly before I ask you another question, Dill, about the finals race. Coldstream, Mitchum, and Moorbach all on six wins. Only 8% separates Coldstream and Mitchum. I think it's 38% that separates Coldstream and Moorbuck. So extremely tight up the top. Extremely tight in fourth and fifth too. Nutterwadding and Fair Park both locked on four wins. Nutterwadding on 134.5%. Fair Park 79.5%. Warrandite just a one win alongside Baronia Gold and Montana South. Again, we'll say it, still winless on the bottom, but due for a win very, very soon. Now, that battle for fourth spot, the battle between the two lines, Nana Wadding and Fair Park, it's a really interesting battle between those two. We'll touch on who finishes top a little later on. We might get a slightly, maybe get a better idea towards the back end in the final couple of rounds of the season. But who misses out on the top four out between Nutterwadding and Fair Park? Because one of those sides will unfortunately have to miss out on finals. Nutterwadding's run home, Moorbark, Fair Park, Moorbark away from home, Fair Park at home, Mitchum at home, Baronia Gold away, Fair Park face Baronia Gold away, and obviously Nutterwadding as well, which will be a massive clash out there at Kudung Reserve. Moorbark at home, Warren Dyke at away from home. I think it'll come down to that game out of Kunung Reserve between the two Lions. I think Fair Park, though, I'm backing them in. There's a bit more momentum behind them. And 
I reckon they'll get pinched that fourth spot, really, from not a wanting when they've held it for pretty much most of the Division 4 season deal. Yeah, yeah. They've got the the thing on Fair Park side is that draw, I think. They've just got a slightly better mm. run home. But you are right. It's going to come down to that um, that head-to-head, that sort of eight-point game. I think whoever wins that <laughs> gets there. The one thing I will say about Nunna Wadding, though, um, you know, they, they had some really good pickups in the off-season and they've probably played the more attractive brand of football throughout the year. Like they, they're one of the, the I think they're the second best side for scoring um, and their defense is quite good as well. So probably if you look at stylistically, I'd probably say none of Whiting have been the better side throughout the year, but yeah, Fair Park could pinch this one for sure. Yeah, they could, they are the number two attack, none of Whiting leak a few points, but still the fourth best defense Fair Park, just slightly weaker due to that loss. But I definitely think it, they can steal away given the momentum they have. And even if they lose, they I don't think they'll they'll mind it too much just given not wanting to have to face Moorbuck and Mitchum on the run home. They they need to pinch a win. If they go if even if they win against Fairpark, they need to pinch a win against one of those two if they are to be playing finals. But it's gonna be an interesting run home. It's gonna be a very interesting battle for for the top three spots as well. Well, we've had a look at this past weekend of action and we've done it superbly you've, you've done your research still did a great job there mate and uh <laughs> plenty of good discussion it's been i uh, enjoyed it mate it's been yeah. been awesome and now we get to get stuck into who we're going to back for each game this weekend and it's another big weekend of action across all five divisions in the deacon uni women's competition let's continue on the division four path they're into round six, I believe it is, or round, se- round seven they're into, as is Division Three. Out at Wally 2 Reserve, a neutral game between Coldstream and Monterna South. The Coldstream men's sides are also playing out there against Ferntree Gully, so I'm not too sure, but that could possibly be a reason why they're playing out there at Wally 2 Reserve. That kicks off at 10 a.m. I'll, I'll just say the match and... Ask for a tip for it for this segment, Dill. Coldstream or one turn south here? I'm just back in the Cougars. Yeah, so one turn south, they'll have that Baronia Gold game penciled in as their big match. So I reckon they'll they'll drop this one. But again, like I said, 21 points is their their um sorry their highest losing margin. So they they push teams all the way. So that that means they're always in games and they're always a chance. But I think you've got to go Coldstream here. Yeah, you can't go past the Cougars. They're looking imposing and possibly and sitting on top of the table as well. We'll look to keep that spot on the run. Home Moorbuck and Nutter Whiting out at Heights Reserve, a top four battle. Plenty on the line for Nutter Whiting and, and equally for Moorbuck. I'm tipping the Mustangs here. They won by two points at Kunung Reserve, mind you. I think Nutter Whiting had one goal 11 that day, so they'll want to kick a lot straighter than that if they are to get the job done out at the Heights. That kicks off at ten forty, alongside the other three Division Four matches. I'm tipping the Mustangs. Dill, what about you? Yeah, same here. Defense too good, so yeah, you've got to back that in. Yeah, defense is too good, and whilst none of Morning's attack is really good, I think their t- attack is equally good. Moorbark, so they should get the job done. But only gold against Fair Park out of Tormor Reserve, also at ten forty. Fair Park sh- for me, Dill. Yep. Yep, same here. Can't see Baronia getting getting the chocolates there. I think they'll be very competitive, though. They've definitely shown competitive sides this year, and we'll put it up to Fair Park. Mitchum against Warren Dyke out at Walker Park. Always a tough ask going out there and getting the job done, whether that be in the senior women's or senior men's competition, and I think Mitchum should get the job done over Warren Dyke as well, Dill. Yeah, agree. Yep. Into Division 3... The base, all three games kicking off at 10.40. The Basin taking on Kilsyth. The Basin off a, coming off a high, their first Division Three victory. I think they won one or two grading games, but I'll be confident against Kilsyth, though. It's a big ask, even though it's at home. I give them a decent chance. The Cougars, though, should get the job done. Yeah, yeah. I love the... Love the Basin's first win. That'll be great for the club. But, um, yeah, Killsyth too good for sure. South Korean Red against Vermont Gold out at Cheong Park. South Korean to respond for me, Dill. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to work out 
how they dropped that game to the base of red. So <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen uh, weirder things happen, but yeah, like they'll based on dropping that game, they want to get their season back on track, and and you know they're still roughly keeping pace with those top two, and they want to stay there. So yeah, South Korean. Yeah, and one of those top two, Eastern Devils Black in a double header with their Premier Division side. They'll face off with SBL Wolves Teal out at Mulgrave Reserve. I think this might be closer than people think, but the Devils for me, Dill. I'm, I'm going to go with the upset here. Ooh. I'm going to go the the SBL Wolves. I think they've been they've been sneaky good this year, just sort of sitting in that that fourth spot. They want to push on and um, you know make sure they don't leave the door open for one of those those two lower sides. I mean that's probably mm. out of the question anyway. But but I think they'll um, you know they're improving all the time and um, a young side. I give them a chance. Yeah, I give them a I give them a bit of a chance. I just think Eastern Devils they always find a way to win, whether that be their Premier Division side or Division Three side, and they should. Oh, I think they probably should get the job done here, but. SBL Wolves. I think they won against them once last year, uh, and I, I think they're a decent chance. And it's a preliminary, a second preliminary final rematch between the two as well. So they'll get up for that. They met in the Division Four preliminary final last year into Division Two out at Eastbourne Reserve, Eastbourne and Heathmont. Of course, the senior men's sides of Eastbourne and Heathmont will meet out there at. Uh, Eastbourne Reserve. I think the women's get the job done for East. Burwood out there. What about you, Dill? Yeah, yeah. The tough season for the Jets. Um, I don't see this the week that they get the first win. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. They'll, I think they'll probably play Corey North like a second time and they'll pencil that game in for their first, potentially to get that first win of the season. Speaking of Corey North Emlock, they host Blackburn out at Hughes Park. That's also a 10 40. Burners for me. They won, I think, by 100 points or close to earlier in the season against the Kangarams. I don't. I think they'll be competitive, Croy North, but Blackburn too good for me. They'll they'll need to bounce back here, Blackburn. So yeah, I can't see them dropping this one. And they could potentially drop back to fifth if Montrose go down, and we'll touch on that a little later on. Now, this is a very big game at Surrey Park Reserve between Surrey Park and Waverley Blues. The double chance and second spot on the line between the Panthers and the Blues. Whoever wins, no matter what, if Surrey wins, they'll go into second spot. If Waverley Blues win, it will be their second win against the Panthers and they'd be two games clear in second spot and you could almost lock up the double chance for the Blues. I'm tipping, I'll always back Surrey Park, Dill. No matter what, whether that be men's or women's, I'll back the Panthers in. What about you? Oh, this one's all the ones we've done so far. This is the toughest one to pick. <laughs> we've seen. I, I haven't seen Surrey Park in in the flesh this season. I've seen the Waverley Blues, so I've been quite impressed with them. Um, very free free flowing attacking side. So I'll I'll go contrarian to you and and go with the Waverley Blues, but I'm not too sure. Fair enough. I think they did win the last time, but that day I think I heard Surrey were missing players, so it could be a different lineup. I think I think Surrey probably have the slightly better profile, like they're a bit better defensively. Surrey, so yeah, yeah and yeah, they're they're a tough ask out at Surrey Park Reserve as well. It'll be interesting to see if the Waverley Blues can adapt to those to very tricky conditions out there at Surrey Park. Let's get stuck into Division 1, and the match of the round, a historic match of the round out at Home Park Reserve. We're doing the double down there, the East Lane match of the round and the Deakin Uni women's match of the round, the Deacon, the women's one between Beaconsfield and North Ringwood. I am very, very excited about this game and potentially the opportunity to head down to Home Park and and, and just, watch, just watch some footy down there in general. I've heard such great things about the ground. I'm tipping North Ringwood. Beaconsville is still mathematically a chance for finals, but North Ringwood, they've still defeated every side that's beneath them since the beginning of 2022 and should get the job done. What about you, Dill? Yeah, that like North Ringwood just simply have to win. They have to yeah. win this game. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it, and that that's what. Not that Beaconsfield, I see them as easy beats or anything like that, but yeah. North Spring would just have to get the win. They have to get the win. They'd be more desperate, and depending on Knox's result, they could jump into. Oh, they'll be at least equal on fourth if Knox go down, and potentially it could be in the top four by the end of the afternoon because Knox they host Baronia Brown, which could play to their advantage. You you can't go past the Hawks though. I think it was a 12-goal win last time these two met at Tormor. It's a big ask, a, a much tougher challenge out there in Knox Gardens. I just think Baronia Baron, are a little too have a little too much clash and should get the job done. Yeah, they're the form team in the competition. Like we, we spoke about it earlier, they're probably yeah. um, they're they're probably the number one team in the competition. Yeah. Uh, I expect them to be playing off in a grand final, so. Unfortunately for Knox, although it's it's an important one that they need to win, they'll they'll be too strong. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, but I think they'll definitely be a decent shout. The Falcons and will be very competitive. Turns out Park against Park Orchards at Kimberley Reserve that kicks off at twelve p.m. The North Oval out there, Kimberley Drive, Park Orchards for me. I'm hoping, hopefully, I think they'll get the win. Park Orchards out there. Yeah, yeah, they're another side, uh, winless to this point. I think they'll be looking at the games against Ringwood, possibly Beaconsfield as their their chance mm. to to get on the board. So Park Orchards will be too strong for them. Yeah, I think they'll be a little too strong. They'll be penciling in those games, no doubt. And speaking of Ringwood, they take on the base, and now that's after the two the Ringwood's two men's sides face off against the Basin in second division. And it will kick off at 5 p.m. out there at Jubilee Park. So the lights getting another run out there at the at the home of the Redbacks. The Basin just just a class above and should get the job done. They'll be fresh too after a week off. Yeah, yeah, agree there, Josh. And into Premier Division, Mount Evelyn have their second bye this weekend. Donval against Fermont Purple out at Donval Reserve. I think this is a decent chance for Donval to get the job done and get their first win of the season. But Vermont, there's a lot at stake, a final spot at stake. I think they'll probably just get the job done. Yeah, yeah, like you said, um, when the stakes are high and Vermont having that game in hand as well, they'll be they'll be quietly confident that they can jump into one of those third or fourth spots. So um, expect them to get the job done. I think, yeah, Don Donvale, watching them quite a few times this season, you know, they've had a, a couple of games where they've been in, in the match of the round and that sort of thing. So they're quite good to watch. I, I just think they've, you know, they had that tight grand final loss last year and they've had yeah. to step it up into into Premier A. And it's probably, you know, how have you seen their season? It's it's probably been just after the grand final loss, it's just been a little bit too much for them. Oh. I mean, it was always going to be big ass just because last year, Premier B and Premier A, there was a little bit of a gap. The Premier A sides were, were just a, a little a, a class above. The gap has been breached. Donval mm. have been a lot more competitive in the last couple of weeks. And I definitely think they continue to improve and will continue to improve throughout the season, just given they've gone through a little bit of change. But I just think that, yeah, they'd be... They'll. I hope they get a win. I think they definitely can get a win and potentially cause an upset. But just given what they've been through this season, it it's hard. I I definitely give them a shout of of getting a, a victory soon. And it, as I said, it's a good opportunity this weekend because Vermont have obviously had their struggles in recent in recent times, but there's too much on the line for them to go down the Eagles. I think they should get the job done. White Horse Pioneers yep. against South Croydon Blue. Now you've already given your tip. You're back in the yeah. Pioneers. You're back in the ponies. Yep. Yep. Now I'm, I'm all in. Fair enough. I give them a decent shout. Springfield Park is I'll put it this way, quite a unique ground to go out to. Um I think South Croydon will definitely be challenging Probably be their might be their first time even having to travel out to Springfield Park. I'm not too sure, but just think the pioneers, the Bulldogs, there's a bit too much class. They should get the job done. But again, they'll be des- they'll be desperate too, Whitehorse, to get to get the victory and 
continue to be in that finals race. I won't be surprised if they make it three in a row. And if they do, then, uh, then yeah, they're going to be a really decent shout for finals. And then finally, second of the Eastern Devils and SBL Wolves games, the Eastern Devils white side up against SBL Wolves black after the two Division Three sides meet at Mulgrave Reserve. That premier game kicks off at 12.30. Oh, you, you can't go past the Devils. You, you can't not tip against them given they're unbeaten and in their two seasons in the afnl they've only lost once i you, you can't tip against them still yeah I'd, I'd be very surprised to check the results on saturday afternoon and see that sbl wolves have knocked knocked off the eastern devils so <laughs> uh and i think those teams that are vying for one of those third and fourth spots would also be very surprised so yeah i think i think the devils have to get it done yeah i think so it it's going to be interesting to see how SBL Wolves go. Fresh off two weeks off, they didn't play. Obviously, they had the one week at the, the league Y bye outside of Whitehorse and Donvalov, and then last weekend they had a bye. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. That's all our tips, and that is another edition of Female Footy Focus done. Dylan Smith on EFNL Podcast Presents debut did a terrific job, mate, and. It was an absolute pleasure doing this alongside you. Uh, no doubt we'll see you, your face on or your fo- voice on Deegan Uni Women's Match of the Rounds in the final couple of rounds of the season and uh, looking forward to this weekend of action as well. Yeah, can't wait for it. Can't wait to go down to Beaconsfield and um, yeah, just lo- learning more about the league all the time and it's it's been a great start. Loving it. And you continue to excel, mate. Here, and I'm sure we'll see your voice, hear your voice as well on Female Footy Focus to end the season. You've done a terrific job and uh, a great job on debut as well. And don't forget, if you want to keep up to date to the latest editions of Female Footy Focus as well as their other EFNL pods such as the Weekend Forecast and the Weekend Recovery, hit the subscribe button on the EFNL Podcast Presents page, which is on Spotify and of course Apple Podcast. For now, though, that's been Dylan's, and don't forget as well, I'll add. Tune into the Deegan Uni women's match of the round between Beaconsfield and North Ringwood. Coverage kicks off out there at 10.30 a.m. on our Facebook and YouTube page. For now, though, I've been Josh Ward. That's been Dylan Smith. And we thank you for tuning into this week's edition of Female Footy Focus. And we'll see you next week.